Okay, welcome back to the Rambam Mordevuchim. The uh, last thing we discussed, the Rambam and the commentaries note, the Rambam gave three Mishalim to explain the nature of Mishalim. Three parables to explain it. So let's just recap that because I think it's important before we move on to the next uh, exciting idea. The first marshal he gave was the ropes, tying one rope to another, to another, all the way down to the pail to bring up the cool water from the well. That's the idea of a marshal and an imshal. I still don't have a good English translation. Marshal, you could say, is parable. Nimshal is the message that's coming out of it. But there must be a a good maybe I don't know. You know even even the guy have Aesop's fables, right? right? Yeah. So they got to have a word for nimshal, the message. Moral, moral. moral. I, it's not always a moral, but anyway. So that's the first example. The second one he mentioned the uh, the gem that's lost in the dark room. And what do you do? You get a very cheap uh, match or something to light it up. And the third one we said was the silver enclosure, which the gold is inside, and there's little holes inside the silver to see it. So he gives three mashallah. So the commentaries grapple with this. And if you notice, the, the first mashallah, well, and the second one for sure, the Rambam says that the psila, that wick, no English word. Yeah, is it says worth an isar, which is not a lot of money. So in other words, he's saying the mushal isn't really valuable. Okay, it's like only worth a penny. Um, I guess with the rope also not that valuable. But with the analogy of the silver coal, coal covering up the gold, the Ramos specifically says that the mushal has to be pretty valuable too. And it's concealing that which is worth a lot more. So therefore, um, it, it, it leaves a bit of a dichotomy over here. So what is, is the mushal valuable? Is the mushal not valuable in and of itself? So that's what the commentaries are struggling. See, the Abarbanel and others say that the Rambam means even when he says that the, the flame isn't worth a lot, that's only in relation to the gem. But it's also worth something. So that's one way that they understand it, that uh, it's, it has a value, but not as valuable as other things. Other Mephorshim say that the first um, parable example with the rope, that's called the parables of the Chachamim. And therefore the Chachamim, when they use the parable, the parable itself doesn't have to be so valuable. The second one is dealing with Mishle Nevim, parables of the prophets, and they always have to have a value in and of themselves. A third commentary says, well, really every parable has three layers. The outer layer, that part isn't really worth very much. In other words, the part of the parable itself, it's not worth much. Then we have what we can call the social message. Whatever the message is, um, that's valuable, but then the core, that's the, uh, that's the gold. In other words, the, the deeper mystical 
way of understanding. Just like you've got, you know, just like until you have Pardes, Shot, Remus, Drusode. So the same thing, you've got the parable itself may not have a lot of value to itself, but then the first message is valuable. The next message is even more valuable. So that's why he uses three parables of that. Okay, now we're going to move on to fascinating ideas coming up. And now we're back into our text. We're still in the Psicha. And he says, Vidai, you should know, the parables that are used with Nevuah, there's two ways that they use them. There are certain parables. Every word, every detail is an important concept within the overall parable. And you should be particular in knowing what each detail means. It's significant. Umehem, and then there's other parables. That the whole marshal is describing just one, and the commentaries use an idea. A, it's like a global concept. It's teaching you one global idea. However, to fit the whole marshal in, we put details in, but those details are not relevant, and don't try to learn anything out of the details. There's a lot of details, but not every detail adds any value to the real life of Nimshal. But what are they there for? Makes the marshal a little bit more attractive. Makes it more organized. Or maybe it's trying to conceal a deeper part. You put a lot of details in to conceal the real depths of what's going on. And it just continues the story, keeps the flow going for the marshal of Havenzemod and understand this very much. So when you have, you know which one you have. Ah, so you need to have someone like the Rambam to tell you. That's the point. And that's how he's going to give us two examples, one of each. So now we can have a little fun over here. He's going to do it in much more detail later on in the Sefer. Mm-hmm. But let's just uh, start and whet your appetite as it were. Okay, just want to make sure I'm not skipping anything. Okay. Okay, let's look at the first example. Of parables of prophecy, or and it's all kinds, or Torah, and this is the dream of the ladder. Okay, now the dream of the ladder can be understood as the dream. Okay, and really the dream, it just tells a bunch of details. But is that the only thing the Torah is telling you? He had a dream, and that's it. So he says no. When they say, When it says, And behold, the ladder was stationed on the ground and its head reached the heavens. So, so let's look. He's going to show there's seven details to this parable that we have to learn messages from. First of all, The ladder itself, It's explaining one concept. 
For Amru, when it says Mutsavartsa, it's positioned on the ground, Yorel in Yensheni. There's a second concept. The Amro, and when it says the third thing, Verosho Magia Shamaima, and its head reaches the heavens, Yodel in Yenshlishi is teaching us about a third concept. For Amru, and then it says, Vinema Alochim Elohim Yore Alin Yenraviv. It says about there's angels. There's a fourth concept. And it says about the angels, Olim, they're ascending. It's teaching us a fifth concept. It says it goes down. They go down. It's a sixth concept. And it says, Hashem needs It says Hashem is on the top. Standing it up. is teaching us a seventh point. So here, Hine Komila Shababa Zeha Mashal, every word that's in this Mashal, Hulinin Mosif Bechlahanimshal, is to be understood to add a significant detail to that which the parable is telling us. So there's a number of commentaries on this. I'm going to pick the easiest one that I could find, the one that's easiest to give over. Okay, so. First of all, we're dealing with the number seven. There's seven concepts here. And we know, of course, seven's a major number, six days of creation. After six days, the world was still not settled. Comes the Shabbos, it settles it all, so to speak. And the the numbers Sheva comes from Shvua, which which means an oath. And an oath is meant to strengthen things. Right? Because if until you make an oath, so really Shabbos is a type of a shvua. And Yaakov's dream, which is a dream of truth, and therefore it has seven elements in it. Point number one. So what are the seven elements over here? So, first of all, the first idea of the ladder, number one, is a muscle to the spiritual ability that a person gives a person to ascend in comprehending godliness until he reaches it. That's what the ladder is. That The ladder of spiritual connection. That's the ladder. And, obviously, it is, uh, what was the second point he said? It was sitting on the ground, right? Sitting on the ground. So that's where you start. You start from the bottom, from the lowest place. Hashem is on the top. And Hashem is, as we know, Nitzchi, he's eternal. And the idea of Nitzav, standing, means you're standing, you're not falling. That's an idea of Nitzchi, it's eternality. And in the search of God, the person ascends towards eternality, which is the opposite of the earth, which is finite. So we have the, the ladder, which is the path of growth, from the person, the most physical type of person on the ground to spirituality, the highest level of spirituality. Who are the malachim? The malachim are the prophets. And he says a number of sources for this, that they're called prophets in Tanakh. For example, in Parshish Chukas, when, when, when he tells over uh, where it says, and the Jewish people... We cried out to Hashem and Hashem heard our voice. 
and Hashem sent a Malach to take us out of Egypt, that's referring to Moshe. So that's a Malach, but that's a prophet. And then it says, um, a, in the beginning of Sefer Shoftim, it says, a Malach went to Gilgal, from Gilgal to Bochim, and says, I will. T- I took you out of Mitzrayim, brought you to this land, and the Mephorshim tell us is referring to Pinchas. Okay? So therefore, when we're talking about a Malach, it's a Navi. And the biggest proof is, not the way Rashi is learning. Remember, there's a lot of ways to learn. But it says, Malachim, Olim V'yordim. So they cannot be physical Malachim. Now Rashi learns different shot. It's the Malachim V'eretz Yisrael went up in this. That's one way. It's going to be Chazal. But on the, sim, on the way the Rambam understands it, Olim V'yordim, if they're angels, they're supposed to be going down. So there we're talking about Nevi'im. And once the Navi goes up, and he hears the message, then he goes down and tells us what the message is. Okay, that's the point. It's also interesting by saying the fact that there were, we know that it says Malachim going up and going down. That means there were two going up and two going down. And at one time there's four in the middle. And from here you see the number four, which we know is so critical to all of reality, shame yud k vav k, and he goes through a whole discussion of physics is all based on force. Anyway, but that's and that's also f o r c e. Force. Okay, yeah, that's true. So that is the idea of the uh, the ladder. So there, every point is an important detail, and there's something to learn from it. There's the general idea, spiritual growth. That's the general topic. So now the ladder is the pathway. The growth starts the human from the bottom till God on the top. Then you got the prophets. The prophets are going up and down, etc., etc. And that becomes the messages that we have. That is the one type of message where you take every bit of detail. The next one a second example of Mishalm of Nevoah, Amro is a major theme in Sefer Mishle. And the major theme in Sefer Mishle, I'll just say to you what the main point is. It's a long paragraph. But the main point is like this. He's using the parable of the prostitute versus the Eishas Chayim. And that really is a theme throughout Mishle. Throughout Mishle. And what is the main point of the parable? Is to show that the uh, the prostitute is the sensual pleasures of this world. Physical pleasures of this world. And the Zona who takes them in a way to destroy the person who goes to the, to the prostitute. Right? She's trying to get money out of him. She's offering him pleasures. But generally, the understanding, even Chazal mentioned this, when you go, when you when you involve your life with prostitutes, it's a very expensive uh, project. Expensive enough. And it can destroy you. And that can, it does. I no, mean, just, just with a regular no, I'm just saying a, a prostitute itself. In the real world of right. prostitutes, mm-hmm. that's the marshal. But they can destroy you besides giving you um, 
uh, what do you call it? Those diseases and, and everything else, but STDs, what they call them? Yeah, the sexually transmitted yeah. disease. Oh, that's what it was. So anyway, so uh, so that is is clear, and she'll bankrupt the guy and t- will destroy the guy. That's a parable to physical pleasures in this world. While the Aishas Chayel is the physical pleasures that are being subdued and are only being used for the benefit of the person in this world. So, and that's what we're going to say, and now you're going to see tons of details. And he says, don't worry about those details. Don't even bother trying to figure out those details. Because there, we're just trying to give the fullness of what what it's like with a prostitute. So you really understand fully what's going on with the prostitute. But don't ask, well, what's this little point mean? And what's that little point mean? He says, that's not something you want to go through. So that's what he's going to say. I'm going to run through it quickly. But that's the main point he's saying over here. Here's a second example. Now he's starting in Mishle Perik Zion. And he just highlights about the high points of the next 16 Psukim. He says, Through the, the window in my house, I was able to see through the casement of the window, I looked, and I saw amongst the fools, I saw from amongst the young men, a lad who was very not smart. Over Bashuk, he's passing by in the streets, ate Sulpina by a corner, he's stepping towards her house, the harlot's house. Bineshef be'erev yom in the twilight evening be'ishon lailo avel in the darkness in the blackness of the night. Bine'ishali kraso now a woman comes to meet him. She's zona unetzurza she's dressed up like a zona. Homia hivisorera she's loud and stubborn. Okay, then there's all kinds of deal. Pam bachut sometimes on the outs uh, here on the outside. Pam bachut sometimes in the streets. She grabs him and she says, I have peace offerings. That's why I went out to greet you. I have made tapestries. I've made up my bed. Let's have our fill of love. Because the man's not in the house. Meaning to say, my husband's not in the house. You know why? Because sure, he took a pack of money, went to Las Vegas. He taught to Barov Lika, and the guy yielded to much of her speech, etc. It's a much more detail, just giving a few points over here. What's what are we supposed to get out of this general message? Who has Hmm? No, we don't read this on Friday now. No, not this part. The next part. <laughs> In different uh, locations. Different locations. It's a warning to not be drawn after the lusts of the body and their pleasures. And they compare physicality which is a source of all those lusts, to a prostitute who's also a married woman. And the whole Sefer Mishle is built on this idea 
of Gashmius. And in future chapters, I will explain this, the wisdom of King Solomon. By comparing physical physicalness to a, mare, a, pro, a, mare, a woman who's married who's a prostitute. However, when we get to chapter 31 of Mishlei, but how he ends with the praises of a woman who's not a prostitute, but she's satisfied with just making the house a proper house, to take care of what the husband needs. And this is the whole which is praising the physicality and uh, with the intention that he can fulfill himself with that. And she doesn't, she doesn't ask him for extras or things like that. And doesn't enhance his typhus. Okay, so that's the point the, 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 to balance the two. So Friday night we say, it's a smile. The other night, it's the, the zona is chasing after us, so to speak. And all these things are obstacles that prevent the person from getting to the final perfection. And any deficiency that reaches a person, Mary in all bitterness. Where does it all come from? It all comes from his physicality alone. As I will explain in this essay coming up in a future attraction. And this rule is the clear intent of the whole parable, which is, don't only go after your animalistic instincts, okay, which is going to cause all kinds of problems, which means, his physicality. Why? Because the physical, the person, is very close to him, and it's very similar from the fundamental elements to that of an animal, except for the supernal holy soul that we have. But in so many ways, a human is like an animal, as the Greeks would boast that they are rational animals. You didn't say well, we're not. What's it called? The Nefesh Bahami. Why is it called? We the have Nefesh a Nefesh Bahami, but that does not define who we are. Well, some people it does. Now, let's continue. Now that I've explained this idea that there's two different types of parables, I've given you the secret of this parable. Don't try to find every single aspect of the mushal. It's going to come out in terms of a lesson. You're going to say, what did it mean when it said, let's uh, have uh, my peace offerings and I paid back my vows, etc. What does it mean? I made my bed from fancy tapestries. What is she adding? I say, my husband's not in the house. Everything else that's in that story. It's just enhancing the marshal. It's making it more real to really get the details. Sometimes the details bring out the fullness of the idea. 
Because these are the things that prostitutes talk about and say. Same, same thing. And understand this for me a lot. It's a big root for awesome, in terms of what I want to explain to you. Now it's interesting in this safer here. I'm trying to remember everything over here. So, first of all, in the safer here, Martin and Shin and Tess on the bottom, he says, and this obviates many questions they had on the Rambam with this Yasod. Because many shin nun tes right below the line and one hundred one as well. It's saying it answers many questions people had on the Rambam when they learned the Rambam. They say you know he's not explaining the whole story. The Rambam says I never meant to explain the whole story. That's not what it's all about. And uh, and you'll see he discusses a lot of issues that way. And then they say it's a little bit similar. And this will, you'll love this, Mark, because a lot of times the Rambam gives reasons for mitzvahs, and then Mark comes in, yeah, but it won't apply in that case, and it won't apply in that case. So that's exactly what the Rambam is saying. I'm giving you the general rule, and you know what? You don't need to know, because God only wants us to know the general rule. There's things way beyond, and not every detail has to be explained. Right? That's the point. We have to know where the limits are. That's all that Hashem wants us to understand. And he got the general rule. You have the general rule. Now, very nice next thing I'd like to add over here. So why does the Rambam pick these two examples of all the examples? He's talking about a detailed example. He uses the dream of the ladder. The global example... He's talking about the zona. But the deeper question is, so why is it that way? So first of all, why did he pick these two specifically? And second, why is it that some mishalom are meant to give you the details and others are not meant? Why can't we keep it consistent? So this, uh, uh, again, this is from Rav Shlomo Toledano. He says, it depends on what we're talking about. When we're talking about, one second, when we're talking about the ladder, the ladder's goal is, Vine Hashem Hashem's on the top. That's the goal. That's the end of that parable. With the marshal, the process of it ends, Darche Sha'ol Besa, her house is the way to go to hell. Whoa. Goes to the depths of death. A little bit of a different ending of the story. I think so. Okay. So when we're talking about growing and growing to Hashem, you know what? Every detail is important because every detail clarifies something as you're moving and going further. Growth requires details and every detail is essential for your growth. On the other one, you're going down, the details just cloud things, confuse things. Like you find with the way a person is built. Mm-hmm. person is built and his head, that's the brains. You can discriminate with your eyes, with your ear and your nose and your mouth. You, you really get every single detail, smell, the work. It's so detailed because that's a place of incredible growth. 
And then you also got, you got the heart and things like that, which are also important. But as you get lower and lower to the reproductive organs, all of a sudden things get uh, cloudy. And, uh, and things aren't clear at all. And you, you're not, you don't work through the details. When you're running after Gashvias, a very simple example, you're smoking, you don't look at the details of the Surgeon General's report. When you're excited and impassioned, not, you don't see any details. You don't see this. There's a person trying to trip you up over there. This little detail there that you're hurting somebody's feel. It's all just this big cloudy picture, and it, there's no there's no details there at all. And therefore, you'll find when you talk about real intelligent things that are important, you've got a lot of arguments and details because every detail is an important thing. Right, but if you're talking about people falling and going down, it's just it's just one mishmash. There, there's no real detail. There's not anything significant to to deal with. I think it's a beautiful way what the Rambam is showing you, according to this commentary, that it's really there to just get to the point that the details don't matter. There are a lot of details, but it's all one thing. It's one large confusion. Even though the person looks at a lot of, oh, I have to have a fancy designer suit. Do you see the detail on me? You see the little lizard on my shirt? It's a lizard. And, and, a, and a detail it's here. A, a detail here, a detail here, a detail there. There's a lot of deals they say, but there's nothing to learn from the details. Mm -hmm. It's one big mishmash of you're going a slave to the body. And they'll think, ooh, look at the fine details. Someone's telling me, you know, I, I, I got a hand-me-down suit. I said, you have to know this Hand me up. You got to hand me up. With, a, with, a, a, with, with some buttons. And they say, you know, they can sew that you can remove this part of the jacket mm -hmm. and the buttons. That's an extra $50 per thing. Yeah, that's a sign of detail. Yeah. And who's going to spend more money? So there's a lot more details. Nothing to learn from those details. <laughs> when you're growing spiritually, every yeah. detail is a gem. Yeah. Something to get. Yes, Mark? So speaking of Yaakov. With the, with the rock, the fight with the rocks. Would, would that, be that, a, that could be another story. Yeah. It could be another mushroom. Yeah. Same thing. So you need to have a masora to know which which uh, dreams you have to work on the details and which not. And that's what he's going to tell us tomorrow in the next. Tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Next paragraph is saying, don't waste your time trying to find the details. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Uh, I got it. I was, no, no, initially 31. Is what I had it.